You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show. I am Kian, and with me are our special regulars in alphabetical order, please. Ahoy, it's Dara. <laughs> ahoy, hoy, it's Mannequin Blue. Ahoy, hoy, hoy, hoy. Thank you so much for being here on this very special episode. We have a lot to cover, a lot, a lot, a lot to cover, actually. We just spent 10 minutes covering all of the highlights of the news. So, We're going to dive straight in and we'll see if some of our own personal nonsense gets mixed up with it as we go along. Uh, Mannequin Blue, I believe there is something you want to talk about straight away before we go any further. Is there? (laughs) She-Hulk. Oh, you made it sound urgent. Very general. (laughs) I was like, oh no, what? Torpedoing that 10 minutes of prep I just said there live on the air. We don't do show prep. Thank you for singling me out before the show's even properly started. (laughs) Singling you out? I said you had a thing you wanted to talk about. You said it was like yeah, urgent. You made, I, you made it sound urgent. <laughs> quick, the show that's on the street. It is urgent. We've got an hour. Quick, quick. <laughs> She-Hulk, you like. No, really? Why not? Go. Next. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> quick. This is our new format. One minute <laughs> reviews. She-Hulk. Great. Didn't they? You see, the thing about it is, if we did that way, it would it would just be everyone going, it was okay, or Keen and Kev aggressively liking it, and then me going, it's terrible. And that's what all the reviews would be. Yeah, we really don't need to record any more episodes. We've got our formula kind of figured out. That's kind we? of figured out, yeah. So, so you know, the, the, the yeah, new one. I, I the... like it. You hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Katie's the wild card, and Kev recommends or or or. The new copy... ones. If the robots are listening out there who are copying our voices, you, that's your formula. Exactly. Just get on to us before you start copying <laughs> episodes, whatever. They, they can't I, have the witty banter. That's the thing. That 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 that's what the people keep coming back. But I oh, like that I'm banter. unpredictable. <laughs> what was that, Katie? I like that I'm unpredictable. The robots will never synthesize my personality. No, no. I, I, mine's way too easy. It was terrible. Here's why. <laughs> it was terrible, but I didn't watch it. Here's why. I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> All right. No, in seriousness, although it is appropriate to break the fourth wall when discussing She-Hulk, we actually haven't covered much of She-Hulk because Dara has refused to watch it. So <laughs> uh, 
Katie, was, without going listen, into too many spoilers, listen, the why reason don't you why, tell us what you liked about She-Hulk in general and the finale in particular? Hold on, can I just defend myself for one second? There's many mm. reasons why I I'm didn't in, watch. Only because I'm interested to see how this defense will work. Listen, right, I've tried to watch it. Okay, so so, so th- this is kind of like the 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 Marvel, the Marvel game where I and the first Watchdogs, where I'm like, it's, it's not that bad. Sure, I bought it once, so watch it again. And every time I go to watch it, it like hits you. It's like it's like this is terrible. And then you, you forget about it and come back to it. And I'm like, no, I'm just not. I'm just not doing it with Marvel. I'm like, Marvel, we're not doing this. You know, we're breaking up. You know, I'm sure Kevin Feige's heartbroken. But no, I mean, like, here's the, the K-E-V-I-N. I, yeah. No, I. the first episode wasn't too bad. And then it had just ultimate cringe. And then the last, the next time I went into it, she was twerking. And I'm like. You mean in episode three? Yeah, that was I, a post credit scene. Though. I know. I know. I know. But I'm like, the poor Marvel art team, some fella had to sit there and like animate that. Oh, I'm sure it was awful for him. Oh, and, I'm no. like, and I'm like hours and hours of extensive research. Yeah, I just just anyway. And then the <laughs> next time I watched it, um, like the Daredevil episode wasn't too bad. Actually, actually that wasn't that was all right. Oh, you got that far into it. No, I, I as I said, I drop in and out. I don't watch it consistently. I'm sorry, but crushed. Daredevil doing the walk of shame, yeah. holding yeah. his shoes was just everything that I needed it to be. No, that was fair. That wasn't too bad. I think Some was, I think 80 episodes of super serious Netflix drama just goes up in smoke in well, see, that that's, one that's, instance. That's what upset a lot of people. But you know, Oh, that's really? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, but see, that's a super Marvel-y thing. Like, I read a She-Hulk comic recently where... Uh, they were both in court, She-Hulk and Daredevil, against each other. Oh, there was lightning outside my house. Uh, because they were defending and prosecuting Captain America. Like, you know, it's sort no, of... No, it is. No, it absolutely is. And I think that's... um, it, It's a deport. Like, the debate around what's She-Hulk and what's not is quite interesting. Because, obviously, you know, you've read the comics. Some people haven't. Like, there's there's entire runs of Daredevil that's completely... Like, the Mark Raid run completely is is very much like something you see in She-Hulk, for good or bad. But, um, no, I mean, that's not why I didn't like it. I, I I don't know. Your one just drives me mental. And I was and then I was watching it the last episode, and you had the cool intro where it was kind of like the original Hulk. That was cool. And then it started, I'm like, all right, I can't handle this, so I just turned it off. So there you go. I tried. I tried three separate times, and every time. Okay, I well, in it. fairness, you did try it, and but like to go to something you said on a previous episode, like it's sort of the Marvel thing, which yeah. is that they're trying lots of different flavors, and not everyone's gonna like everything. Like, it's also know. comic books. It's like mm. like I go in pretty much every week. I'm I'm buying comics now every week, which is bad because I don't have the room for it. But, you know, you go in every week and there's just some good runs. And I wouldn't go in and buy the entire shelf of, of comic book shop. I just buy the ones I want to read. And that's kind of how to see this now. And I mean, just because I don't like it, like I have I don't really like any Marvel books at the moment, but I buy some DC books, you know, but some people do like the Marvel books. And I think that's the way to to see this Disney streaming service thing where it's not like a, a super important element of if you don't watch this you want to watch this. there is something actually i'll talk about afterwards that was very good um in she-hulk no 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 it, it was the the werewolf one in marvel yes i'd love to talk yeah, about we'll talk that about too. that we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the after she-hulk thing but what i mean okay. is i picked that up like i would a comic mm. watch that really enjoyed it she-hulk okay cool like miss marvel never gonna watch that 
I'm not sad about missing it. I don't feel like I've missed anything, you know? Okay. And, All right. And, well, that is a fairly cosmic, good Dara. Way to put it. Yeah. It's ah. cosmic. <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is, it's like with comic books, this kind of, I like this. It's more comic book y, if that makes sense, where you can pick up things you like, runs that you like, watch it, and then kind of come for the big event movies. Yeah. And that's the way it is. So, I mean, like, look, if that's the way Marvel want to do it, cool. But for me, I'm happy enough to sit there and go, I do not like this. But if you like it, that is OK. But for me. OK, well, that, that is that's the way I see it. more than most commenters, either who like it or hate it on the Internet would say. So that's worth kind of putting on the table there. Katie, we didn't actually get to your thoughts on it, though, uh, because funnily enough, Dara did quite a good legal defense there. So uh, <laughs> let's go to Katie. Then, What did you kind of think? What did you like about the finale? Oh, do you know what? I kind of had a love-hate relationship with the finale. Like, it had some really good moments, some really good jokes, but I just thought the overall execution was a bit sloppy. Really? In what respect? Yeah, it was because it was like they were building up to this big event, and then they were just like, actually, no, we're not going to do that. And instead of, like, redoing it, you know, the right way, air quotes or whatever, they just kind of glossed over and just was like, okay, here's the aftermath now. Oh, I see. So basically they did the clever thing of, like, we're not doing the typical Marvel Disney Plus episode six where it's a big fight, but they also didn't replace it with something cleverer. Exactly. Yeah, they just kind of, they were, like, without spoiling too much, they just kind of went to She-Hulk going, nope, we're not doing that. I'm going to fix this, this, and this. But then you don't actually see it fixed. Right. So it was a subversion, but it wasn't kind of like a satisfying one. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, because they, they had, obviously they had built up to this big moment and it was, it was very silly and it was like, ah, lads, come on. Yeah. But, you know, then even She-Hulk was like, ah, lads, come on. And she's like, no, we're not doing this. We're going to, we're going to change everything. But then it just kind of skipped. Yeah, I get you. I mean, we, it's unfortunate that we can't really talk about the specifics because there are specific things I like and specific things I didn't but overall I I like the spirit of it and I would take this over like you know your Moon Knight finale your uh Falcon and Winter Soldier finale your One Division finale where it is just a big fight hey, mm. hey like, you know what on, I mean like on, like I like those series in Moon, general but I, I think Knight. the series had a point in no, what Mo- the finale was saying you know the, f- the finale of Moon Knight was awesome to be fair Come there on. was not enough Moon Knight in there Moon Knight. the finale was good but it left no closure you know the big fight ended and then it was the credits and then the post credits thing and like if that's how you end your thing what you say to an audience is this is what really mattered the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, the big fight is never the most important thing. And Marvel knows this. Yeah, they even do. Even in its films. Yeah. Because they're not films. They're comic books. Acted out in live in real life. Oh, I know. But like a six-arc comic can still have a good ending with closure. Like, Depends who's I'm, right I'm going through the Hawkeye um, series now. And that's got loads of really good endings. And like, you know, little but breathing depend- moments before the depend- next thing ramps up, you know? But it depends who's writing it. And Marvel. I suppose that's true. Yeah. And Mar- Marvel, ha- uh, the MCU, and the comics. The, the comics, guys, they're unreadable. They're dire. Absolute train wreck. Even the Spider Verse, the new Spider Verse, it is garbage here. Have I bought them all? Yes. Have I read them all? Yes. But it is a slog. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I still buy them. You know, I just don't buy all of them. 
They are all awful, but I still buy them just in case. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm reading. They're going. It might get better. Marvel, nope. you're terrible. You're, you know what? You've take lost my that leg to stand on when you bully me about liking Doctor Who there. Thank you very much for that. I don't come on and defend it. I still say it's terrible. You know, I appreciate your candor this week there. I must say I'm, I'm, I'm hugely impressed with it. It's probably and, the, uh, it's probably the antibiotics. <laughs> I'm, one, I'm week only. one week only. One week only. Drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> well, now stick with She-Hulk before we move on. So, like, presumably, if there was a second season, I'll go to Katie because I know you're kind of a bit more favorable on it. Would you prefer that to more of this kind of thing, or would you like there to be more elaborate Marvel stuff? Would you like less of it? Would you like the tone to be changed? What would you like from more of it? I mean, the overall tone for the show, I'm quite happy with because it's silly and it's dumb. And I like that about it, you know, so that's fine. And if we get kind of more cameos and stuff, that's great. I just they need to, like, figure out if they do another season, they need to figure out how they're going to end it. Because the whole nope, we're not doing that. Just it doesn't really work in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I get you. And I apologize, by the way. I'm, I've got my finger on the mute button because there's an actual thunderstorm happening over my head. Oh, yeah, uh, unless, no, same here. Unless you same want here. that. Like, we're, you all, know. we're all pretty much in the same part of the, of the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Weather warning, to, isn't that wild? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'll go to Dara, actually, because I know that you very much did not take She-Hulk. So if, the, if they were to do a second season, what would you like to see it that would make you more amenable to it? She gets killed off. How dare you? <laughs> How very dare I will even, hear nothing even if, bad but like said she's because she's Tatiana. You actually can't kill her because people who can break the fourth wall are unkillable. Like if you killed her, she'd just wake up in Valhalla with a Natalie Portman cameo being like, oh, this sucks, you know, and then she'd come back. Climb yeah, out not, to the TV, whatever. There's there's many ways to, to do this. Um, Which, I mean, she pretty you know. much did that in the finale. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I just I never want to see her face again. How dare you? Yeah, I just in I fact, can't. You know what? You go and you sit down and watch all of Orphan Black right now. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not got to do with 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 the actress. It's just the character I find incredibly obnoxious. Uh, How like, dare you? I just. Well, Here's just, the interesting thing, though, because no one I've, I've noticed no one's brought this up. What makes her different from Deadpool? Do you know what I mean? She's Ryan, a woman. No, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give you that. Ryan Reynolds, it's, it's hard to be as charming as Ryan Reynolds, regardless listen, of gender. Yes. Listen, it's not got to do with gender. Ryan Reynolds. That's where it begins and ends. Yeah, but not everyone can be Ryan Reynolds, and that's okay. Of course, but Ryan Reynolds that can be everyone. That like a charity event that you're running there. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing about it is, I, I, I genuinely think that's an unfair comparison because Ryan Reynolds is literally just No, but they are Deadpool. the two most wall-breaking, like, savvy characters. I know, but I mean, the way he, like, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't really like Deadpool 2 that much. I same, same. I don't yeah. think it's great. I, I think, you know, it needed another pass, so... I, I I will not watch Deadpool 2 again, you know, if that makes sense. The first one I did like a great deal, and I, I am very excited for the third one. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's yeah. like the, the She-Hulk character is cool. And I think a lot in the series, it seems like they, they got a lot of it. But I don't know. It's just. She's just kind of a melt, you know? 
<laughs> and, that's, and that's kind of it. And I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like it because obviously, you know, she's this strong, empowered female character, but then she's still dealing with like stupid boys and dating apps and all that nonsense that, you know, women have to go through. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it is kind of good at having its cake and eating it too, as far as being a Marvel thing and being like, I hope this isn't kind of patronizing, but a Marvel thing aimed at women. You know what I mean? I would. It's able would, to balance those two. Like I would fight to the death for this thing to exist and for a second season for it to be there. Because I do think it's important that these things are done because that's the cool thing about comics. You can do stuff like this and go yeah. off and do a weird series that people like. Sure, look, I mean, that's the cool thing about comics. Oh, you want another universe? Well, here's another universe. Oh, you want you want a universe where you know all the characters aren't DC characters, but the Aaron's called the Watchmen. Here mm. you go. I mean, that's if you if you limit that, that kind of creativity, you don't get something cool. But it's just not for me, and it's just unfortunate that your one's a belt, and I'm just can't stand her. I wouldn't agree with that analysis, but I get where you're coming from. It's uh, and one thing I liked was that I loved all the more obscure Marvel things being that was brought cool. in. Like that I, I love that we had a member that, yeah. of the Great Lakes Avengers, Mister Mortal, in one episode, Leapfrog. Yeah. Like the Wrecking Crew, Manble. These are things that would never appear in Marvel without this. And now no. they're here ahead of Doctor Doom. And I find well, look, that inherently funny, you know? Look, the world building is very important. And apparently there was supposed to be... um, There was supposed to be a lower tier um, show that was based on like the Avengers, but not the Avengers. It was like the Avengers accounting department or something like that. Uh, okay. Alan Tuick was supposed to be in it. And I think they kind of worked a lot of that in. And I'm a huge fan of world building. I think it's great. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you're reading, like that's the thing that the the Fantastic Four should do, for example, where they're just there. They're just mm. hanging out. It's like, oh, hey, Reed, let's do this. You know, rather than being the be all and end all. And I mean, if, if that's her, if that's her role, it's a cool role. Um, It's just, you know, actually to go to your point to Deadpool, it's you know, Deadpool just showed up in, with, with the, the X-Men. Yeah. And the X-Men were just there. Yeah. That's cool. That's the thing that very few characters can do. And I do appreciate that because it's like everything doesn't need to be the world ending. Sometimes you just want to go get coffee or go on a dating app or, mm. you know, whatever. And that's what they do. And it's it's cool that that's there. But for me, I'm like, when I saw the twerking, I threw up a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I will admit that did bother me, but that's just because I don't like kind of Marvel kind of pandering to celebrities. Yeah, it's very. It, no, was, it, 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 it was. It was that that aspect just bothered me a little bit too much. But I've gotten over my old man yells at cloud no, phase. No, no, and no, just no. admitted that it's fun. You know, no, it dates it. That's the problem. I mean, like when you're watching a lot of the MCU, the stuff that that la- for example, um, in Iron Man one, where he goes, I don't want to see this on your MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it, it takes away that timeless aspect of it, even though it was a funny line. I mean, I suppose like. Actually, um, Katie, since you since you didn't mind it so much, if you were to watch this in ten years, like you would Iron Man one, how do you think that's gonna land? What the twerking? Yeah. Well, like no, to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the twerking scene myself, but I was like, eh, <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate the way we're just we're crucifying it for that one scene. No, but, you but know like I mean. it's it, I was I just said to myself, look, it's a post credit scene. It's 
a stupid, silly little thing. And in the context of what she was doing in that scene, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So okay. like, oh, just, I just took I it as an aside. It didn't seem like something Jennifer Walters would do, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'm, so- I'm sorry. If I was like a hotshot lawyer and one of my clients was, you know, one of these big rap chicks and we were messing around in the office and she's like, oh, let's twerk. Like in the spirit of the moment, you would. OK, fair. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. I'm and and they did fair. retroactively make it something that her character does in the finale, which was bizarre. Oh my God. You're not selling me on it. No, it's just, it's just I just joined the dots there that they the twerking was foreshadowing for the finale. Which, if intended, bizarre. But on that Wait, pleasant when, when note, did she, when did she twerk in the finale? Because I mean, it will we'll say it because it's in the first ten minutes. The way they get into the bad guy's lair is her best friend like uploads a video of her twerking from college days, oh, for, like yeah. the Hulk thing. <laughs> I was like, was that set up? Oh, like, no. just you never know with these TV. I, I don't know. I think it's more of a coincidence type thing, yeah, okay. or or it could be whatever. Showing it's, that. it's now made retroactively consistent in her character. Yeah, it, it could have been showing that like she was always just this goofy kid. I'm gonna get um, I want to get a sounder made of like comic book guy. It's like worst insert something ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh whoa! We just had lightning. If I disappear, guys. It's because I just yes, I know. Lightning there was lightning here about three minutes ago. It's Whoa. probably moving. We can actually charge the movement yeah, across the whole... our three like little microphones. Yeah, well, the whole the whole room just lit up. That was wild. Yeah, you've got you've got at least three more coming because I've had four here so far. Uh, but while Dara's like tech sounds goes off. He did bring up that werewolf. Is it werewolf by night? Was the werewolf new Marvel thing, which is the comic that Moon Knight debuted in. You beat me to it. Yes, yeah. it was a horror anthology because it's easy to forget that before Marvel was Marvel with all these superheroes, Marvel. quite a lot of Marvel comics were these anthology series. Correct. Like you know, Spider Man popped up in Amazing Fantasy sixteen. Uh, Ant Man comes from Strange Tales. Spider-Man. Quite often, the way Marvel did these things, where they would just release one-off stories and then like if anyone got really popular they might get promoted to a series so it's nice to see them kind of going back to that like and you're right that's where moon knight comes from so like dara since you brought it up what did you think of werewolf by night which is on disney plus right now by the way i was expecting nothing i was (laughs) genuinely i'm like all right you know i'll watch this could be grand probably gonna be terrible um and it wasn't it was delightful, actually. Um, the, one of the most violent things I've, I think Marvel. Yeah. I think it's the single most violent thing Marvel have ever done. It like, is. It's, it's it is violent, violent, but it's campy thirties kind of violent. Like it's in black and white anyway, and like yeah. the the monsters, apart from one of them a little bit, look quite prosthetic. Everything has that slightly rubbish on purpose feel to it. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's a, very. It's a, it's a very kind of period piece pastiche callback type thing you know it's a, it's a homage to um, that's the word i was looking for yes homage to universal monster movies mm. i mean Which, i was uh, i was a little bit disappointed with the werewolf but it was purely just because i think man things set my expectations yeah too high. that's fair I, you know what i actually had the exact same 
the exact same thing. I was like, wow, man thing looks awesome. Oh, the werewolf looks awesome. See, yeah, and oh, yeah. I, that, that's actually what I said. Like when he transformed into the werewolf, I, I think the first thing I said was, oh, he looks terrible. See, initially <laughs> I would I agreed with you, but having having thought on it for a while, one, I'm glad it's an actor in a suit so that if he pops up in Moon Knight, we'll see the actor in it because he's really good. And two, I'm really glad it's just not a CGI werewolf. Because I remember a film with Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins, a hammer horror thing, where they were like mocap CG werewolves, and it was like the worst of both worlds. You could see the actors, yeah, yeah. generic, you know. So I'm really glad it's just a guy in a costume, like. Like there's ways of doing a CGI werewolf where it looks really, really good. Like if you take Van Helsing. Mm. Yeah, actually, Van. You know what? That's a movie that doesn't get enough love at all. Van Helsing is fantastic. Well, yeah. There's some parts if you kind of it. go into it knowing it's a bit campy, then yeah, sure, yeah. It gets a bad rep though because people, you know, it's like oh, that was terrible, and it really wasn't. It wasn't that was a great movie. I think I think there was a period there where that and like Lead of Extraordinary Gentleman came out, and like comic movies were skewing towards being more serious, but the horror movies were going the opposite way. So like people kind of didn't know what to make of them. Like like X Men and X Men Two came out around that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Oh, lightning got him. Uh, <laughs> but I but I loved it, and I want to give a shout out to the director Michael Giacchino, who's like one of the best music composers in Hollywood. Like he did the music for like Up and like Star Trek and like all these amazing things and all that. And that's as far as I know, it's like a first time directing thing. And I was hugely impressed with his kind of confidence to go to make it look like Dara said a homage and to have it be so stylistically different from everything in the MCU. I was really hooked into it. It was very dark, like even by Marvel standards, it was very, very dark. It was dark, but I would say that it was the style balanced it out. Like, I mean, in the first scene, like there's a dead guy who's a puppet. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like they're they're pup, they're like puppeteering puppet. a corpse, yeah. and yeah, that was, so, I did like that actually. That was gas. Yeah, and like the further you go in, you, like I kind of felt safe even when it was violent because everything looked so prosthetic. No, I mean it's kind it, of it, hard not to have fun it with was, it. You know, it wasn't scary. It it was just violent. Like I mean, I I don't really like Marvel being violent. Um, I, I it's weird because I I really enjoyed the show. Now I did, and I say if you haven't seen it, do watch it. It's great. I just don't like that. Like, I watched this as a double feature with Hocus Pocus 2, which, by the way, I have thoughts. We're going to talk about that. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, it was good. I mean, it was just weird. I I don't know. I mean, the, the only other Marvel violence that, that would match this is when John Walker did the whole shield thing. Um but oh, this, when he, that was a well, that was a very extreme incident. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's what I mean. Like that, I think that I could be wrong, but I think there the must be a fair bit of violence in the Netflix MCU type thing. Yeah, but the Netflix one isn't isn't canon. That doesn't. That I doesn't, mean, you know, it's not really. Daredevil's well, not doing anymore. the work of shame. It must be slightly canon. No, I mean, but no. Here's the thing. That's Daredevil, all right, but MCU Daredevil, not. Yeah, they're Netflix. they're, they're, different they're giving Daredevil his own Disney Plus show. Yeah. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not like all erased from history, you know. No, well, no, it wouldn't be, but it's a different universe. Have to say though, not a fan of the color scheme for Daredevil. 
That's fair. You want the yellow? The yellow? Yeah, and I, I did yeah. like that they poked fun of it in She-Hulk as well, you know, where she's like, oh, ketchup and mustard for your color scheme. Yeah. But yeah, I never liked the yellow Daredevil. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I really like the all yellow Daredevil. Like, you know, not the red and yellow Daredevil. There was a, there, there is, uh, maybe it's Tim Sale that drew it or someone like that. But the red is one is the yellow Daredevil with just touches of red in it. That looks surprisingly good and you wouldn't the, think it, you know. No, the red one's the only one that makes sense. I mean, mm. you know. Well, the red is the, the, the standard, yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. He's running around the dark getting stabbed, yeah. like, you know. And he's a devil. Yeah. Oh, there, and, there he, is, and he's a devil. There is an alternate <laughs> one as well where he has, like, grey <laughs> armour, but the red gloves and hat, which no, looks I'm quite sorry. good, too. I'm, I'm sorry, King. K- Katie has won this. <laughs> and he's a devil. <laughs> Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I prefer the original, but I do like for me the best one is always when he's just like wearing a bandana, looking like Todd in the Shadows or whatever. Right, so, yeah, that, that was good. That, that's my favorite, but the red is like the gold standard, you know, ironically. Can we can we talk how much time have we got left, kid? Plenty. Can, all right, can we can we talk about Hocus Pocus too, please? Uh, you can, but I only saw Hocus Pocus one for the first time last weekend. So no, there's no spoilies, like spoilers. I'm saving it for Halloween oh, night. Oh no! Okay, never mind. We we won't. We, we'll, we'll tell you we'll, what. I'll see it. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait until all... after Halloween. We we'll wait until after yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we'll save it for Halloween. Uh, but yeah. So I'll tell you what. Since Sorry, we're on Katie, the bus thing, we might as well keep rolling. Why have neither of you seen Andor? Because Star Wars ended when Disney bought it. It didn't. No, it just kind of. I saw a trailer for it. It didn't really interest me. Okay, because it's like. It feels more like Blade Runner than Star Wars. It's really hooking me in no. with its like kind of weird, slow, deliberate pace and all this moody lighting. I, like I do like that they're they're branching out and they're doing shows and movies and stuff that isn't just Jedi's and lightsabers. Mm. Um, but like I'll probably get around to it eventually. It's just one of those things where it's it's not high on my list. Okay, I mean to be honest, you're probably better off waiting because it is slow. They actually released the first three episodes together just to get people hooked in because it is a slow moving beast. It took three more episodes just to do one raid on like an Imperial base, mm. but like it's got character spades and like, you know, all these kind of things and all these brilliant actors like uh, Fiona Shaw and like all these people, a uh, lot of Netflix, like top tier actors. Like, you know, it's, it feels like it's bordering on being theater because it's just really quality actors doing their thing and it's not like like you say no jedi no lightsabers and then when they drop in a star wars thing like one tie fighter it feels really really exciting because they've held off on it for so long so i'm Mm -hmm. loving it i really hope people stick with it because it is a slow moving thing but it's a really detailed thing it's getting me more interested in star wars than i have for a long time i don't know it's no mando um yeah, but Mando's kind of its own thing. I was the one person on the planet who liked Boba Fett, you know? Uh, I, I Like, Boba Fett, I just found to be incredibly slow and boring. Oh, and then, if you thought Boba Fett was slow, this is... I would yeah. consider... I would say Andor is slower, but more deliberate. You know what I mean? Like, everything is there for a reason. Everything matters. It's all, it's all about the intricacies, you know? Yeah, it's I not, just want more Mando and Grogu. That's all I want. Well, most people do, in fairness. Yeah. I mean, that's that hard epic. to argue with now. Uh, but I would recommend it. And, like, there's... 
I can't help but feel, and I haven't researched this, and I apologize if Dara has to edit this, but I can't help but feel that like in Andor, they're very deliberately leaning into colonialism as a theme. Like the first, all of Andor's backstory is literally, he comes from a place where no one speaks any English and like none of them even have subtitles. And it's just these strange people coming in and taking him away. And then like the last episode was all these like vaguely Celtic looking people like with, you know, very basic supplies storming this like base full of English officers who all have these uptight accents. They like make the local people walk miles and miles just for their own amusement. It feels like they're pushing Star Wars as close to real world analogy as they comfortably can. And I'm interested to see how far they push that, you know? See, the yeah. thing that is, though, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I what, what turned me off was the director was like, this is anti-Trump. And I'm like, OK, he's not in the White House anymore. There's bigger issues. Well, see, this is why you don't uh, do research. It, yeah, this is it. And I'm just like, OK, I just I don't see why. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry to hear that he said that, but like uh, it's. I would say it's political without being specifically political. No, they specifically no the director specifically like said it. it's political. Well, I'm just and, saying that based on having watched it. You know? And the, and the, here's the thing: Star Wars has always been political, right? Fair. The first one is a direct commentary on the Vietnam War, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, it's like there's nothing wrong with having like you can have your cake and eat it too. And I mean, there's a way to do that kind of narrative that they're doing, but by it. I don't know how you guys feel on this, but by introducing real world modern politics into into something like that without any hindsight or perspective, it damages the overall thing. For example, having Vietnam as your starting point in the 70s when America was coming out of it, you had you had some perspective making something that's anti-Trump. What? But again, two, having watched years, it, I don't think this show is specifically no, anti-Trump. It's no, just, just anti-imperialism. Just, just let me finish. Okay, Star, okay, okay. Star Wars has always been anti-imperialism. Right, that's the whole point of it. But yeah. what I mean is, it 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 creates this this weird world where it's it's locking itself in a time capsule, but at the same time not giving it the ability to grow beyond that. So I andor, I mean, like I as a character. A cool thing to you know to explore that he was in the military and but you know who did it really well on this with that story that they've already told it's kind of superfluous because they've already told the story in solo solo was fantastic um because you know they had him joining the army and you got to see that the the empire was bad and you know teamed up with a bunch of uh you know alien aliens and being anti-imperial because it was great it was already done with andor i mean i haven't watched it i will watch it eventually but my concern is Basically, the director. They, they don't need the director's say, great. He did some of the best Doctor Who episodes. That, that that's like saying he, you know, he, he had the best turd in the toilet bowl. Um, Excuse me. He did the Pandorica <laughs> opens on Doctor Who and Christmas Carol. He did the episodes with the silence. Oh, he did good. the episode oh, of Sherlock okay. where he jumped off the the cliff or whatever it was. It you know, the top take, of the bridge. I take it back. I thought you were talking about new Doctor. <laughs> no, no, Toby Haynes. He's class. okay. I take it back. I take it back. But what I mean is, it's like. I don't want politics in shows. I just, particularly Star Wars. I just want a fantasy show in a far away, far away, and that's it. Okay. Well, like, like I say, again, having watched it like fairly 
detailed like I, I give it quite a look it's again it's not specifically political it's just sort of here's what imperialism looks like and here's the mechanics of what happens inside it to people working in it and to people outside it you know and that's it just <coughs> kicks that football around it doesn't say oh here's your i don't know january 6th star wars version you know it's just it's more broad i don't think the idea that imperialism is bad will ever date specifically you know yeah but i don't know how many like as katie said um i do give a points for telling a story not with lightsabers and jedi Mm. that's very tiresome but so is like i i like the stormtroopers i think they're cool they've always cool the armor's awesome the iconography's awesome all that stuff and that whole period of star wars is very interesting but the old republic do that you know, do the do or the high yeah, republic. They're getting to it. Mandalorian wars. The, Man- the Mandalorian wars, exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like there's there's so much rich stuff that they can do, but I still think having it's almost like they have a safety blanket of like the stormtroopers, and they're like. But that's I'm no. glad you brought the stormtroopers yeah. up. I don't think I've actually seen a stormtrooper yet because the plot of the first three episodes is basically they're on a they're hunting for Andor because he's accused of a murder or something. Mm. And the They'll get there, and, don't worry. and an imperial like governor is coming in and going to the local police. You better sort this out because if we don't think you're capable of managing your own territory, we're going to put stormtroopers on every corner. So like yeah. they're doing that same thing the Bad Batch does, where they're putting logical steps into how we get from point A to point B. And I like that. I like well, that I world building. What I don't I, like in Star Wars is shortcuts. You know, I don't think you need the world building. Though. I mean, like, look with with this with Star Wars, it's already there. Like. Uh, yeah, but if you don't need world building, then what are you no. doing in a multi-series franchise, you know? Well, this is what I'm saying. I mean, take out everything away, everything we've just said, right? It's a show that exists. I don't right. think we need any more shows around the the start the Skywalker thing. Yeah. Other than the Mandalorian. I mean, the Mandalorian is doing its own kind of thing. And that's based after all this, which is cool because it's it's a it's a relatively unexplored gap. We don't need any more of this. I mean, like I don't care about the Death Star. I don't need to hear about the Empire Rising. I don't need to hear about Luke Skywalker before he becomes Luke Skywalker. I don't need any of that. Genuinely don't. I mean, it's it's been done to death. It was done to death 20 years ago. And any show that comes out, it's like, okay, we know where it's going. For, for me, what's more interesting is the Old Republic, the High Republic, the Mandalorian, um, and even way into the future, like way, way into the future, like... Uh, What's a Canon Skywalker? Kane Skywalker? Cable right. Skywalker. Um, I mean, like, it's just like they have all this space and they just refuse to do anything with it. It was the problem with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's like, okay, there's some cool ideas there, but then you rip off Fallen Order. Like, almost like B for B, which Fallen Order is canon, yet the same thing happens in both shows. And it's like, it's like I think there's too much of a good thing. And as you said, Kane. There's no, there's no planning in certain, you know, they need to plan this out. And it just doesn't seem like they are. The only area of Star Wars that's planned, Katie, as you identified correctly, is Mando. It's the only thing that has some sort of plan. And, and obviously Bad Batch and stuff, because, you know, it's run by the same guy. And for me, that's yeah, why, well, that's I, think why Dave, I, I think this is a Dave Filoni thing, too. I think he's got a hand in everything Star Wars-y, doesn't he? Not well, yeah, but they're also giving a bit of a bit of slack, you know. It's not like there's we have to hit these key points. And okay, here's my question for both you guys: What is the takeaway supposed to be here? What's the point of Andor? Well, like I said, it's an anti-imperialism show. Okay, but well, how does it allow you to understand Andor more? 
because it shows how he went from like being this like random kid picked up on a planet to being someone who is willing to be the the Re- rebel alliance's assassin in Rogue One. Was there any but was there anything missing from Rogue One that didn't already give you that information? Well, I think Rogue One was a movie, so it was only able to give you a limited scope on what a functioning person's life is like in yeah, Star I, Wars. But and I'm saying more of that. What I'm saying is, yeah, more of it, but you already knew that. Because he said it. You know, I mean, all of and he's the most boring character they could have picked. They could have picked like I would have rather watched a show about a droid. I'm sure there will be one. But I mean, like, Andor, <laughs> like when it, after watching Rogue One, I was like, geez, I really can't wait to hear more about Andor. But I, but like that goes <laughs> yes. back to your, but hang on, that goes back to your Skywalker thing because he's an original character. They can do more with like Obi-Wan Kenobi was never going to do something that would make us like Obi-Wan Kenobi less. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but, there's, what? there's a lot, there's a huge flexibility. Even Mando, we know Mando too well now to know he'll never like turn to the dark side or join the empire or something like, you know, so dramatically, yeah, it is good to have a character we know less about. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is there's no stakes. You know, what's going to happen. It's a problem with any kind of prequels. This is true. Yeah. You have that writing towards the ending type thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you're starting at one point and then kind of filling in the gaps. And I'm like, okay, you can do something with that, but it's very difficult to do that with Andor. You know, it's like like that bit in Wayne's World. But I think World. they're doing a great job. It's like that bit in Wayne's World where it's like, you know, oh, we're going to all these places. And then Delaware. Like Delaware. <laughs> and exactly. Katie. And that's Andor. It's like, Andor. I'm watching Andor. And I that's know, I but feel. like you say so, that, but we know where Han, Luke and Leia's stories end, but we still have an appetite to see more comics about them, more no. this than that, you know? No, I don't. Oh, I mean, I mean, we in the world sense. No, not, I don't. Not in I, you, sense. you want nothing. No, that's not true. I, I, I want Kalkatan back. Um, I want <laughs> you back. I uh, think that we should just kill two birds with one stone. Make, you know, a show or a movie about an assassin and just give HK-47 his own thing. Oh, my God. There you go. There you, you go. Know. Listen to Mannequin Blue. Give her all the money <laughs> and just let her do it because she comes up with the best ideas. I'm coming for you, Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, here's the thing. It's like they can do loads of stuff with Sours, but they just don't. They just pick random nonsense. And then sometimes they get lucky. It's like, you know, throwing dartboard at like, at like you know, random ideas. And it seems like Andor was off, but he got someone with a bad shot and he missed it and just hit it. And like, oh, man. <laughs> now you have to do now it. Now we have to make that show. <laughs> Well, I like it. A lot of the reviews seem to be very good. It's like, I mean, like, it just seems like it's a new take on Star Wars. And I'm here for that because even the Mandalorian take was kind of copied into Boba Fett. You know, you don't want Star Wars to change from being one type of homogenous thing to just a different, cooler type of homogenous thing, you know? And look, I I think that's that's important. Like the, the Blade Runner aspect of it is pretty cool. I mean, like from what I've heard and what I've seen, it's like that's cool. And you do need to build it out. And you know, again, the best part of Star Wars was never the movies; it was the books. But yeah. then again, but then again, that being said, you know, you know this, uh, Keen you used to work in a bookshop. You'd walk into a book, a bookshop, and I'd walk into a book. Good you know, <laughs> if you were. If you were. <laughs> but no, you'd walk into a bookshop, and there'd be like whole scores of books there in the Star Wars universe, and you pick up one and read it. And I mean, if if that's the way it's going, where like. This is for you. This is for you. 
that's cool. I mean, that's uh, not everyone's going to like the same thing. Uh, people are going to want different things from Star Wars. And I mean, like, look, this show is going to come out. Not offensive, but I mean, it probably is to some people, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it's not like offensive to most people. It doesn't hurt the story. And it. it's not like a war crime like J.J. Abrams did um, with the sequels. I mean, that is damaging. The sequels were damaging because you, you can't undo that. That's like it, it's a sin, a sin, in, a sin against God, like, you know, um, but God being George Lucas and probably, you know, <laughs> um, like literally because that's an end point. It, it's a big, huge keystone of the world universe, right? These small little shows that don't really mean anything, they don't mean anything. They're fine. It's like, hey, you want to make a better droid? I'd love a HK series. That'd be class. That would be awesome. It'd be so good. Um, and I mean, you could do that. You can do a, you know, the Bad Batch in reality. You can do the Rebels because they don't really matter. It's they're just fun little world building, or you know, you can have a, you know, whatever, you know. But with the big ones, I think that's the problem. And now with Star Wars, they're kind of boxing clever. And I mean, like the great thing about it is, it's like this wasn't a movie. I think if this had been a movie, it would have bombed like badly. Well, well I mean, if show, this had like, been whatever. a movie, it wouldn't have worked. Its its entire structure is that it's slow. And yeah. there's details in it, you know. Yeah, but that's what's great about it. And the thing about it is, when you're finished watching it, nothing changes. The the the, the established order is there. The yeah, just a little bit more point. about Mon Mothma and how the rebels got started up. Like they're they're sowing the seeds for to tie into rebels, the, the the kids show as well. You know. You know what, Ken? I always wanted to know how Mon Mothma started got there. You know, I just watching Star Wars as a kid and going, "Yep, yeah, that woman who's talking." How I yeah, but like, no, no, seriously, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, no, fair play to the actor. Uh, I'm going to look up her name now because she was in a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith. And somehow, just through consistency from her and Dave Filoni and the likes, she's built her way up through Rebels and Rogue One to being in like a TV show now. Could you imagine a deleted scene in a movie being the cornerstone that you build a career on? That's that takes props. Fair play to her, like. Look, she got paid. <laughs> sure, she's not complaining. But again, I'm just like, of all the things you do, like you wipe the EU away, right? <laughs> Which already talked about where she came from. I know where she comes from. I've already played the game. I know what the story is. And then they're just like, we didn't need you. But she got paid. And I mean, when I know, but not everyone has your encyclopedic Star Wars lore, though. That, this is not my, this is a damn problem, as Katie would say. <laughs> this is my problem. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. problem. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, look, the thing about it is, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm i just waiting for the day that Disney Star Wars, like they did it with, Man, with Mando. They genuinely did. I have to give them props to that. I really like Solo and I like Rogue One, right? It's funny. I liked Rogue One, but after Rogue One, I was like, that was grand. It's like, you know, when you have a kebab and you're like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> That was like, a movie. That was that was a movie. It was a thing, you know. And then you're like, but I wouldn't want the kebab every day or like consistently. And that's what they're doing with Andor. I'm like, bro, I don't care about you. Go away. Sometimes you just want a pizza or a exactly. cheeseburger. Want, you want something different. It's like, listen, your life was very sad. I understand that, but I want happy now. And that's when I watch Mandalorian, which is all, which is you know, it's very depressing. Hey, you want you want your kind of pulpy adventure stuff. That's fine. That's which fine. What Star Wars is. You know, it's a show, it's a movie for kids. I know, but the sequels were awful because they just tried to beat Star Wars again, you know? You kind of have to, like, The Empire Strikes Back is great, 
because it took everything about Star Wars and like went completely the way you didn't expect it into something new. You know, like if if Star Wars two or five, whichever way you want to call it now, had just been like, you know, another Death Star, like Darth Vader's back, more adventure stuff. You mean like episode seven? What? You mean like episode seven? Well, that's what I'm getting at. If you didn't have now and again this sort of attempts to push the limits of Star Wars, you wouldn't have a franchise, you know? You we don't. Have... We have we have a zombie waste of money. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, they had this in the EU. Like, if you want a cool rebel story that does this, play Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight is awesome. Or play, sorry, Dark Forces. Play Dark Forces. Or Dark Forces do. I they know, do but, like, people like me don't know that this thing exists. But they could. I mean... what I'm saying is they could have made Kyle Katan. You know, instead of having Andor you know, discount, you know, what Kalkatan, they could have just said, here's Kalkatan. And then I lose my mind. I give Disney Plus more money and everyone else loses their mind. And then yeah, but if happy. they did Kalkatan, you'd be like, oh, no, that's not the way he'd behave. No, wrong. Oh, to me say that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just... It's like I've already been here before, but the thing about it is, it's like it's like just done badly. It's like you know, I don't know. It's like I've seen this before, and it just comes off as, you know, it just doesn't come off well. And I'm just kind of like, right, I just want Disney Star Wars to do something a little bit different because when they do, they can do it. You know, Mandalorian again, they have done it. Um, they, there's these bright spots, but it's kind of just grim, grimly watching to be like, oh, still terrible. Oh wait, this is good. Oh no, okay, terrible again. It's like they had Mandalorian and then did uh, Boba Fett. And it was like, oh, that was terrible. And then Mando 2 comes in, like, oh, that was grand. And it's just like this weird like, back and forth. Where you're like, Is it good yet? You know, Katie, come on. Um, am I off base here or what? Um, No, not really. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm even, impressed that even... you, you could speak so passionately about something you have not watched. I mean, but even... You know, Boba Fett had to turn into Mando halfway through just to stay I, I really didn't like yeah. that about it. Boba Fett lost me when it did that. I was with it before that. See, it lost me Keen before it. it did that. Uh, Keen was with it when it was terrible. When it got good, he jumped off. He's like, <laughs> I was oh, this with is it when it was good. different. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know, I do understand that. No, I mean, look, there is room for difference in it, but it's just, it's, I, I it's more like a case of, well, Boba Fett was a little bit different and kind of, you know, for better or worse. I didn't like when it went into Mandalorian. I think it should have been. That should have been part of the series. But I did enjoy it as well because everyone likes Mando, you know? Yeah, um, like it was good, but it should have been its own yeah, thing. It should have been its own thing. It shouldn't have been in Boba Fett. I do agree. With you it should have dropped it like a werewolf by night thing and just let yeah. it be on its own or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that actually would have been a good show. But I just think with something like Andor, it's like... Okay, here, here I'm going to rebook this again, right? They don't, they don't do Andor. Right, they don't have a name character. Do you have someone else? Right, he could be a rebel, could have the exact same backstory, and he do it as a series. Some new guy who you know nothing about, and you tell that same story again, but you don't know where he's going. Right, you don't you don't know that he dies in the Death Star thing. He, he you know, and then it's revealed later on that his brother was Andor or something. There okay, but then you're going back to the problem you had earlier, which is that who is Andor? I don't care about Andor, you know? Yeah, but the thing of it is, how are you supposed to care about when he was already in the movie? This kid could, you know, you could tell a self-contained Star Wars story and make him care. But then again, you have to do good writing. And that's hard, right? I mean, like, sure, he... Like, Andor is set, like, what? 10 years before Rogue One or something? You've got 
like he's just a point of view character on you know the start of the rebellion and stuff. It doesn't when, matter to why, me that I know he's gonna die or whatever. Why not do Star Killer? I don't know who Ooh, that is. Star Killer. The Force Unleashed. Like well, no, if you, hang oh, on, him. hang yeah. on. Are we talking about Darth Star Killer or Bendak Star Killer? Galen Mark. That means nothing to me. That's Star Killer's <laughs> real name, Galen Mark. <laughs> I want to see Bendak Star Killer. Really? Yeah, he seemed interesting, you know, before he got blown up by grenades. Yeah, no, well, like, now it, I don't need to. Well, <laughs> see, if you're going to do the, if you're going to do the for, like, the, if you want to do the rebellion, do the Force Unleashed. You know, where it's like you're still getting that and you're you're getting the Darth Vader and the lightsabers and blah, 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 blah. But you're also getting that cool story as well where he sets up the rebellion. It's just like they're not willing to commit fully. You know, it's it's just it's very frustrating. Star, Disney Star Wars is very upset. I You know, the thing about it is, though, the, the thing that's making me kind of want to watch it, and I probably will watch it, is because Stevie likes it. And if, uh, she, it, and, and if it gets her, no disrespect to you, Keen, obviously, you know, the love is there. But, um, <laughs> but you don't trust anything I say or think. Not everything. Just I trust your wife more with Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I probably will watch it. It's probably not that bad. I'm probably do you, do let me know. You probably have a better time than I did because like six episodes are out now and you can just crash through it. You know. Yeah. See, I, I kind of like that a little bit more. To be fair, I like the way I can binge it. Do we, how, how much time do we have left? Do we have time for Rings of Power? Uh, oh, that we should do. Yeah, I also wouldn't mind just doing a quick Doctor Who thing. Two minutes for it. We have. Oh, never mind. We have. <laughs> Four minutes. Oh, well. and we should have known that would happen because you started talking about Star Wars. See, you so. broke Fair. the rule. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't bring up Star Wars. Right. It's You've got four idea. minutes to give us a full breakdown of the most expensive TV show ever made. Go. It was so bad that they apologized and said it's going to be better in season two. There you go. Did they actually they write that in Elvish two? across the screen? No, they actually said, look, we know we broke the lore, but... Uh, it's going to be better in season two and you can find that that's an article that's not my opinion that's what they said so they apologized for breaking the lore in season one and he said it's going to be better in season two so that is my, take. my, my that's not my take my take is i watched if i watched the first eight minutes and uh it was awful and then i watched it again because i was eating chinese with my parents and um they were watching it because i refused to and i was like this is like a parody this is like a, a um you know, a Saturday night parody of Game of Thrones. And that's what it felt like. Uh, House of the Dragon, though. That's awesome, by the way, if anyone has... I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm really, really enjoying it. So I would totally recommend that. Rings of Power. Don't waste your time. Uh, It should have been its own thing. It shouldn't have tried to be... The problem was it tried to tie in with Tolkien, which don't do. Like Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, I love. And they're they're just not Tolkien. But actually, I remember I was working uh, for a gaming website... And when we got the reviews copies, um, it was said, look, don't, it's not related to Lord of the Rings. It's something. That's what Rings of Power should have been. But that's my take on it. We only have four minutes. Keen, your your Doctor Who thing. Go on. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like, even the photos and images I've seen, it doesn't look that great. It does look a bit like Saturday Night Live parody sketch. Yeah. It's so like, I'm glad to hear that. Like, and actually having House of the Dragon come out alongside it really hurts it. Yeah, because Game of Thrones, yeah, even when it's bad, always looks really good, you know. Yeah, and, and House of Dragon looks like Game of Thrones. It's mm. you know, take it from somebody who was on the show, it looks exactly like Game of Thrones. Mm. They, they nailed it, you know. And this, this uh, Rings of Power thing, it just it just looks so, it's ironic for like the most expensive show ever made that it looks so cheap. Yeah, it's so cheap. It's terrible. It's a terrible, truly, truly her- horrendous show. Um, but yeah. Oh well, with two minutes left, I want to do a quick update on my ongoing segment. Why aren't they advertising the <laughs> Jodie Whittaker finale? They finally did. 
two weeks beforehand. Oh my god! <laughs> I've I've advertised theater shows six weeks out, but sure, that's how they do. Uh, we have a trailer. We have like they're doing a little image countdown. Uh, it's going out this Sunday at half seven, but it still feels like very much like this is kind of getting swept under the rug before it's even gone out. I I will subscribe to your theory that they're sort of hedging their bets on how this is going to be received. Dar, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Mm. Look, you know, some can say I'm negative, and that's probably true. But I'm usually not wrong. <laughs> it's definitely true. <laughs> it's definitely true. <laughs> I tried to be a bit more positive. It's just hard when they do stupid things like this. I'm going to miss Whitaker. I think she's great. There is, however, a Planet Zoo DLC where you can buy raccoons, and I'm going to get that now because I want a raccoon in my zoo. You have a zoo? Yeah, Planet Zoo. All oh, right, Okay. You gotta, you gotta segue with these things, you know. Planet Zoo was the best game ever, and in fact, you can have a raccoon now, just makes it all all worthwhile. All right, thirty seconds. Uh, Katie, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap? Yes. Yes. <laughs> was that it? Yes. <laughs> Precious time is being spent, Dara. <laughs> So I'm going to go play uh, Planet Zoo uh, and download the Twilight Pack, which has raccoons and other such animals, which uh, are great. And I probably will stream. Follow uh, Manic and Blue Katie's uh, stream on Twitch, by the way. Uh, oh, she, yes, please. That the, would be lovely. She's doing um, streams. We started doing our first and second stream this week. We played Little Nightmares. I did lots of Frighten and they're still up for, I think it's two weeks and then they get deleted forever. So check them out. Follow oh, well. me, please, Mannequin Blue. Yay! Exclusive. Exclusive. Okay. And we'll be back probably with our Hocus Pocus 2 review, presuming we remember. No, we uh, have definitely we have with we... our like Doctor Who review, because whether I like it or hate it, I will have thoughts. Hold uh, on, but until then, thank hold you on, for hold listening hold to on. the latest. You know, hold on. Yes? Stop. Don't go to the intro just yet. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that's going to be like two weeks. So next week, we have to fill the, fill the void somehow. And, uh, yeah. There you go. Go on. Sorry. Okay. That's quite all right. <laughs> that's fine. We will have our post Halloween episode then, and you can edit around that. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening to our long, 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 long old man yells at cloud rants. But we really appreciate everyone who listens. So thank you very much. And until next time, I've been Kian. Driving Dara. Bye. 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 We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you're listening to the podcast. You're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland. How do I get in touch? Well, tune in has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to tune in and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nairthnomedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Nair to know Media everywhere. Nair to know Media on Twitter. Nair to know Media Instagram. Nair to know Media on Twitch. Nair to know Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NairToKnowMedia.com. The only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over here with the cosplayers. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. 
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 